Hello, my friends. It is Brian Ford with Self-Improvement Daily. Take ownership of your personal development one tip at a time. Man, do I have a great conversation for you today. It is time for a self-improvement sit-down. If you're a consistent listener to the podcast, then all this isn't news to you. And thank you so much for your support. But the typical format of the podcast is a daily, actionable, high-quality two-minute episode that talks about an important personal development topic. We share new angles and ideas and encourage personal growth through suggested exercises, techniques, mindsets, approaches, and stories. Learning and living the resources I introduce has truly changed my life, and I imagine it could add so much to yours. But with our self-improvement sit-downs, I bring on the world's best in their field and have a longer conversation where I pick apart their expertise to better understand their strategies and personal development journeys. We've had guests like David Meltzer, Heather Monahan, and Brian Mazza, who have undergone amazing transformations and stepped into unbelievable success. Today's guest is special to me because I haven't met someone whose message I feel so closely aligned to. You'll hear it in our conversation, and I'll preface by saying, if you enjoy what I have to say, then you should absolutely check him out. All right, I've built this up enough. It's time for self-improvement sit-down number 19 with Case Kenny. And we are live. Today's guest is Chicago stud Case Kenny. Case is the founder of Pursuit, and that's spelled P-R-S-U-I-T, sending out a daily self-development newsletter to over 200,000 people. He's also the host of the podcast, New Mindset, Who Dis? And Case, I've got to say, it's my new favorite podcast, hands down. Your personality totally shines through, which is rare these days, so well done. Case has branded himself as a dude bro guy with perspective. He's building a self-development empire. And fun fact, he speaks Arabic, Hindi, Chinese, and Urdu. He's here with us today. Case, dude bro guy, thank you so much for being on. Oh, man. Thank you so much, man. That, <laughs> that first of all, it means a lot. And uh, I appreciate the the kind words and, uh, yeah, the uh, the correct nomenclature of dude bro guy, which is kind of just my own personal way of making fun of myself, honestly, because <laughs> I think if you saw me, I'm, you know, I look like I'm from the Midwest uh, and I think it just it just fits for me. So I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you having me on. I'm looking forward to chatting. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's kind of it. And we're going to get into it is how you just really embody who you are. You've accepted it. And you just kind of roll with it. You know, it's something that is it's just so awesome that you can kind of step into that. But all right, let's let's jump into the meat and potatoes, as you often say on your podcast. Uh, but <laughs> with your following and experience and network, obviously, in the self-development space, you know, through pursuit and kind of other ventures, you're kind of unconventional in your practice. So you don't swear by a rigid meditation schedule or affirmations or positive body posture or kind of any real routine to your personal growth which is something I think that people can relate to because not everyone sees the benefit in that. But what you do is you operate from experience. That's kind of your pillars. You use experience as a trial and error process to get you where you're trying to go. So would you kind of just first touch on the role that experience plays in your personal development and how that contributes to your overall mindset? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think this is the, the fundamental... Uh, truth about any any transformation you make in life. And I think for me, um, this is how it all started. I mean, I, I realized that 
you know, you can't think yourself into changing your life. Yes, mindsets. Yes, reading, listening, studying like that's so important. And it's a great way to, um, you know, give yourself additional perspective. And then and then that can change change you in certain ways. But I realized that, you know, I could sit around all I want and I can think and I can write about hypotheticals and um, assumptions that I have about the world and myself. But experience trumps everything. Like I, I just, I, I remember when I first started pursuit a long time ago, I was like, man, I, I, I want to start this, this newsletter and I'm going to change lives, um, with my writing. <clears throat> and then I would sit down and I'd be like, Oh, you know, this is a little awkward. I don't really have that a whole lot to, to write about here. I'm, I'm writing a lot about assumptions about things that I've heard other people say that have become my own opinion. I'm writing a lot about how I think uh, I want to be the person I want to become what I think it would be like to do XYZ. And I just realized, man, like, it just life just doesn't work like that. Like you really don't learn much about yourself until you get out there and you start doing until you start embarrassing yourself horribly until you start being awkward and weird and just just doing an action. Um, and it took me a long time to, to realize that, frankly, I'm 31 right now. Uh, and I started writing when I was man, uh, 24. I've been writing my entire life, but I started writing, you know, quote, self-development content when I was like 24, 25. And I just realized it wasn't effective. Like I was just regurgitating what I heard other people say. I was just writing hypotheticals of what I thought sounded good. And I took a step back and I was like, man, I need to write from experience. Um, so basically, you know, through various life experiences and, and, and perspectives, I, I came to this conclusion that if I wanted to be not only effective as a, a podcaster and writer, but also, if I wanted to truly change my life, I needed to lean in on on experiences. I needed to push myself, and then everything from there it needs to come from the result of those experiences. So I'm really all in on this idea of of of, of experiences, and I think, you know, humbly that that's why people enjoy my content because I would never sit down and be like, "Do this with your life, do that with your life." I might say that as a conclusion, but it always comes from something that I did and something that I learned. And the net result of that is I always say that I do the podcast for me selfishly, and I admit that um, because it pushes me to do more. And the more I do, the more perspective I have. And the more perspective I have, the more that I can offer other people. And it's just like this great, amazing circle that makes me so happy because I get to go out and I get to, to podcast to millions of people. And that in turn pushes me to go out and do more. And when I do more, I discover more about myself. And when I discover more about myself, I have things to talk about. When I have things to talk about, people listen. And when people listen, it encourages me to do more. And it's just like great, amazing thing. So who? I'm getting passionate about it, but I'm just like, I think experience, experience truly, truly is everything. And that, that's how you change your life. You don't change your life sitting and reading and listening. That is, that is the impetus. That is the catalyst to go out and do. And I think the more you realize that, the more you're going to transform yourself. Yeah, no, and I'm glad you got passionate about it because that's what I've been, that's exactly what I've been trying to explain to people this entire time is like, look, I do this podcast and it offers so much for my life. Like I don't need a single person to listen to it for it to be worthwhile in serving all the areas in my life to capacity, right? So it's like, it holds me accountable to everything that I'm trying to do and be and create in my life. And then of course, all of the impact and the effects and everything outside of it is just kind of icing on the cake. So I'm glad that, you know, you that passion did come out because I feel it too. And not everyone understands kind of, you know, kind of this, this cycle, like you said, of personal development is it is trial and error, use experience. And it kind of creates this full circle where you get to a spot where it's like, oh, I didn't realize this initially. And it's, it's just a very interesting process. And especially when you're sharing about it. And I'm glad that you touched on that too, is that like 
sure, you can read all the books you want and you can kind of write the blogs and you can repurpose the content. And I do a lot of that. You know, I'm guilty of it, but I do try and put in my own personal experience or flair to it because a lot of that information is redundant and kind of, I don't know, just has been stated before. So even when you're reading books, you know, there's so many books like habit formation books, like it's all the same idea. It's just packaged a little differently. And that's kind of all we do. But it looks like the lens of experience is kind of that unique perspective that we're adding to this equation that ends up delivering that message that might resonate a little bit better with one person, but also kind of like fulfilling yourself and kind of coming full circle and how you interact with it as an individual. So I, I think that you touching on that is huge because that's what personal development's about. And sure, we're thought leaders, so to speak. Um, I know you don't like that term, but you know, speaking on self-development, um, it, it almost like feels like it's different. But I mean, that's so the truth is that everyone has their own journey with it. And people like hearing your experience. It's a, it's a really powerful point. So I'm, I'm glad that we went there first. Um, but then you talk about kind of like the fundamentals of transformation involves experience. And I think that's really interesting because like I said, with that trial and error process, it's exactly, um, it's exactly what's required is your own take and your own experience in it. So can you give us an example of how you've been going through that trial and error process on the goofy and kind of, um, kind of like that standout embarrassing side of yourself? Because that's something that you've really used as a vehicle for your development. Uh, yeah. And also, dude, I, I love the way you say that. Cause I mean, that that's totally it, right? Like as, uh, you know, dudes who are just looking to get better and share their opinions as entrepreneurs and marketers that we are, it's like, there's not a whole lot of unique things left anymore. Certainly there are, but the, the difference when it comes to anything is the lens that you apply, the filter that you apply, the context that you apply. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's so true. So when people are like, oh, God, here's another self-development guy. What's he going to talk about today? You know, <laughs> his frequencies and his energy. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? But I'm going to I'm going to put it in my own to my own voice. And people are going to be like, oh, wait a minute. That was that actually makes a lot of sense. So like I, I love that you say that, man. I I, I like really firmly uh, agree with that. And I'm glad it's cool to see that we're very much on the same page there. Um, Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as. Uh, experience goes feel free to listen to any episode on the podcast where i talk about something stupid that i did in general. <laughs> uh, i don't know man i mean uh it, it is funny like my thought process now it's like i sit down and i'm like what like what is it that i want right now what what is it that i want what am i trying to do whether that's personally relationships business whatever i think about that thing and then I react like immediately. Like one of the cool things I did recently, and this is a little bit entrepreneurial, but it speaks to my mindset of experience is like, I was like, I, I want to get in front of more people. I want to write more. Um, and I was like, what is the best opportunity to write? And I was like, well, I would love to write for, for an in-flight magazine of an of a airplane. I was like, what better context where people are trapped in a metal tube and they can't get away from my writing? I want to do that. <laughs> So after a bunch of research, I was like, wow, well, holy cow, this is actually pretty difficult. Like everyone who writes are like seasoned writers. It's, you know, columnists for the for the Times, the journal, uh, or they do celebrity bylines and things like that. I was like, oh, crap, what do I do? So eventually, I all I did was I emailed the CEO of, of American Airlines. Um, and this person forwarded me then miraculously to the CEO of uh, American Way, which is the media company that writes the the, uh, the magazine there, just forwarded on. 
Um, I just wrote a quick, I was like, hey, here's what I am. Here's what I want to do. Uh, just out of the blue. I was like, eh, screw it. Why not? And then through, this was months ago. And then through a, a, a couple of back and forth emails, I get a call from this older gentleman in the UK. And it's the CEO of, of American Way, which is the media company. Um, and he's like, hey, you know, oh, I, f- I forget his name. But he's like, hey, blah, 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 uh, pitch me. I was like, uh. so I pitched him real quick. And then six months later, I, I have an article written in print in-, in American Way magazine. And it was just a really cool thing to me to see how that experience unfolded through just this kind of, you know, unapologetic approach to just asking for what I wanted. I was like, here's here's what I want. Um, how can I make it happen? And then, you know, luckily I had some of the the stuff to back it up and, and he believed in me and supported me and, and it happened. But like my my whole mentality towards myself, my life is just being unapologetic. I, you know, I talk about a sorry, not sorry mentality uh, on the on the podcast, not in like a rude, um, crass or like selfish way, but like I've really lived that. It's like if I want something, I should act on it. I have this um, I think Mel Robbins has like a five second rule or something like that before I even knew about huge. that. I love that. Yeah. I think it's amazing before I even knew about that. I don't, I honestly don't read a lot of self-help for a reason. I'm happy to talk about that. Uh, I had what I called the case Kenny 30 second rule, which is basically, I know myself so well that I talk myself out of doing things so easily. It's like little devil and angel and, and the, the devil always wins. It's like, oh, you, you shouldn't do that. And now it's like, if I have an, I, something that's practical that I can move forward in the moment, whether that's walking up to someone asking, whether that's raising my hand, speaking, whether that's sending that email, picking up the phone, texting, I do it within 30 seconds. And I like really live this now where in the past it was like, I would put it off. I would procrastinate or I just would talk myself out of it. Now it's like I I do it. And it's in my business with that example, with American way it's in dating relationships. It's in, in, in everything. It's just creatively like it just really pushed me. So all in all, I think the net of that has been so many more experiences, so many more. And some of them have been really awkward and bad. Um, But I think the net has been I've moved forwards such a faster pace than before, all because of this idea of I know that experiences are what are going to give me the perspective that are going to make me realize additional things about myself. And I need those realizations and I want them sooner rather than later. I don't want to wait you know, until I'm 32, I want them now. Yeah. So uh, the more I push myself, the more, the more that I get them. And it's really, it's opened up some really great doors. It's taught me so much about myself, but again, it's all, all from this idea of pushing myself to experience rather than just think. Yeah, no, that's a really interesting angle too, especially as it kind of relates back to being quirky and unconventional. Cause kind of, like you said, the case Kenny 32nd, I like that, but you know, I've heard you say before is that if something makes you feel uncomfortable, you force yourself to do it. And it sounds like you do that because then you're having these new experiences. You're challenging your comfort zone because that's where you grow. That's where you actually gain the new data points in those uh, in those areas. So you having this like very intentional mindset around like, okay, this is something that I'm going to do now because it feels uncomfortable and verbatim, you know, that's your response and it's not even a decision at that point. I think that's really serving. Yeah, man, yeah go ahead. I'll, sorry, I'll just give you one more example, just that's a little a little less businessy that I think will be valuable is yesterday, my buddy Matt was like, hey, man, he's like, I really want to go to this boxing class in Chicago. It's a boxing class. I, if you know me, 
uh, I just like working out. I lift like lift lifting heavy weights, picking them up and putting them down. Like that's my jam. <laughs> uh, I'm not athletic anymore. <laughs> uh, I used to play hockey. It used to be somewhat decently athletic, but uh, that's definitely no longer the case. I haven't done anything organized in years, literally years. So anyway, he kept pestering me about this class. He's like, we should do it. And I, I just didn't want to do it because it's uncomfortable. Uh, I, I don't I don't know how to box uh i feel like i am uncoordinated in that sense i just didn't want to do it and matt called me he was like hey man do you want to do this or not and my response was no i don't want to but the fact that i don't want to means i should do it and so i ended up doing it yesterday it was definitely awkward i was flailing like a, an absolute idiot uh but it was i was so i was so happy with it after or afterwards it was actually pretty fun and it was a great workout and like that but i was like man like that is the mentality that if i don't want to do it and I'm aware of, I have the awareness that I don't want to do it. That means I should do it. And I have that little conversation so much more. And, and I, I win that conversation every time now. Whereas before, it was like, I don't want to do it. So I'm not going to do it. But now I'm like, I should probably do it because I know the upside. So like, that's another example. That's how like my mindset has, has moved now. It's if I have that conversation, I win that conversation for the betterment of myself and, and my self-improvement. Yeah. And <laughs> you want to share stories because I got something that I didn't plan on sharing, um, but I guess it's been inspired by you indirectly. So I got a little story that's going to be, uh, it, it's going to fit in. All right. So, so yesterday, um, yes. And also yesterday. So it's funny that we had these kind of uh, testing your comfort zone days yesterday, but yesterday I was uh, doing some work in the morning and my girlfriend uh, had some friends visiting from out of town and one of her friends um, left her bag in my car. So I just had to basically run it back to her so that she was leaving town, you know, she could have it with her. So I was like, okay, you know, it's two blocks, I can walk it over. And kind of I started walking and I kind of had it gripped, you know, clutched in my hand, like, yeah, I'm a man like carrying a purse. So what, you know, and I was like, wait, that's not serving me at all. Like, why am I trying to really stand out in my masculinity with this? Like, let me challenge myself. So what I did was I decided to wear the purse like a purse. And I walked the two blocks and, and I don't say this in like any kind of homophobic or kind of sexual orientation way. It's just like literally to challenge my comfort zone because I know that, you know, people have a certain response to situations like that. So I, I literally walked the, you know, two to three blocks and I walked past people and I got a couple looks and maybe I was just, you know, hyper aware of them because I knew I was doing something out of my comfort zone. But then I got, you know, just like a few doors away from my girlfriend's place and there was a homeless man there and he looks at me and I look at him like, oh gosh, what's he going to say? And he goes, nice merce, man. And he like actually meant it. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. No, I appreciate it. Thanks. And it's just like, you know, that's, I mean, as you're talking about like kind of like the quirky and unconventional side, you know, like I decided to do that because I mean, that was so far outside my comfort zone. Um, and just like really making that choice being like, oh, this is good for me. It feels wrong. I need to do it. You know, and that's kind of a decision I made uh, yesterday. So I love I'm, that, dude. I'm glad we can share stories a little bit. Uh. Yes. Hell yeah, man. Dude, that's so funny. I feel like that's exactly something that I would do. But I mean, it all comes back to like uh, self-awareness, right? It comes back to knowing yourself to know that that thing would make you uncomfortable, knowing how you react to certain things, and then doing the opposite because you have the ability to react to your self-awareness. That's, that's it, right? Yeah. So I think that's super cool. Yeah, no, it was huge. And that's why like, I was like really proud of myself because I'm like, yes, I've identified that this is uncomfortable. I'm going to do it. I talk about, you know, challenging your comfort zone all the time. I need to practice what I preach. So I did it and I'm really happy I did. And I was very, um, I was very happy with the response I received too. You know, someone, you know, <laughs> applauded me for my choice. So that's, uh, that was special. Um, cool. All right. So, so now we've talked about the fun and fun loving side of Case Kenny, but there's a lot more to you. And 
Um, something that, you know, I take myself seriously a lot of the time. Of course, I do have my outlet kind of like that where, you know, I, I am quirky and spunky and stuff. I'm a fun guy, but, you know, I do take myself seriously. And I, I imagine you do too. Well, in fact, I know you do too. And that's because there's a balance to it, right? There's a balance to everything. You need the quirkiness and the serious. You need the the light to the dark. Um, that's just kind of how life is. And But what happens with you is when you take something seriously, you make a promise to yourself about it. So some of the promises that you have are, I promise I won't complain. I promise I will have respect for myself and relationships. I promise to see the goodness in life in people. I promise to believe in miracles. You know, these are non-negotiables in your life that you just live by. And again, kind of making that decision ahead of time. So you don't have to make the decision later in the moment. And before going into too much detail on those promises, uh, can you just tell us more about what making a promise to yourself actually means and, you know, why it's so valuable and so important? Yeah, um, I, this is the big thing for me, man. I think uh, a big part of the reason that I podcast, that I write, that I anything is uh, I'm all in on positivity. And I know that sounds cheesy. And I know if you ask everyone what you want to do with their life, most people say, I just want to inspire. I just want to spread positivity. But like I, I, I from a starting point, I wanted to do this for myself. Um, there's a quote from uh, mindfulness guru, monk whatever, a Buddhist monk, whatever you want to call him, Thich Nhat Hanh, he goes, people deal too much with the negative, with which is what is wrong. Why not try and see the positive things to just touch those things and make them bloom? And that's been like a really guiding light for me that, you know, in life, no matter what, and I've been through a lot of things, man, I don't, you know, I don't broadcast them. So I'm not like sitting here being having had a truly untouched, you know, blessed life definitely blessed but like i've seen some things i've had some bad things happen i've had a lot of perspective but like you can make a promise to yourself to see the upside to be grateful for the upside to be grateful for you know the good things um and that that's always been the promise that i that i try to make for myself that i try to make myself and and it certainly isn't easy it's certainly very easy to get caught up um in the things in your life but like that's always been a really guiding light for me people are like oh man how do you stay so optimistic how do you stay so positive and it's like, well, I just promised myself that I would always strive to do that. Um, and, you know, there's a there's a book that I really like um, by Tim Desmond, How to Stay Human in a Effed Up World. I really enjoy it. And I, I did a whole episode on it at, at one point. But it, it's this idea of um, he calls it a, a non toothache, right? That like, the, when you have a toothache, all you can think about is how great you had it when you didn't have it, right? Or it's like when you're sick and you're all like congested and, and stuffed up, all you can think about is how great you had it. Man, I took it for granted when I wasn't congested and I wasn't stuffed up. Like, what? Like, man, that was so great. Um, and I, I project that mentality towards everything. I think it takes a lot of uh, practice and discipline and mindfulness to, to do this, but th that's how I approach things, that you can appreciate the non- of your life at any point. And that always gives you something to be to be grateful for. So I, I really have tried to make that promise to myself that I can be grateful in any moment at any time, even when, you know, BS is just everywhere and overflowing in my life. Like I've, I've found a way to do that. Certainly not perfect, but like that, honestly, that that practice just makes me feel good. And when I feel good, I have more clarity. When I have more clarity, I do better. I push myself and it's just like this loop. But it starts with that that promise to myself that if there's a possibility to see the positive, I'm going to hone in on that. And then I like I, I, I cement it by talking about it. That's why like I really do say that the podcast is for me. 
Because it's one thing to sit down and be like, yes, I am grateful for my life. It's another thing for me to sit down and actually talk about it. Like that cements it. And it's super powerful for me. And everyone has different practices. And that that's how uh, you know everything comes together for me. But it, it certainly starts with that that promise that if I have the ability to make two choices that I, I will that I will you know commit to the latter. Um, and I've been really inspired by by a bunch of people to my point um, because it is it is a practical way to approach life for me, and it's it's really uh, done a lot of great things. Yeah, I'm um, I'm glad you mentioned that and kind of. What I see is the highlight there. So yes, you're making these choices internally, you know, these promises to yourself and they're important to you. It's the way you want to live your life. Again, it's kind of a decision you've made in ahead of time. And maybe that's just kind of a common theme to mindset is, you know, making decisions and acting on those kind of intentionality, which I mean, you know, we could dig into that later, but kind of what, what that kind of revolves around for me is you're choosing your internal state because then that influences your external state. So if you choose to be happy, you'll be surrounded by happiness. If you choose to seek love and companionship, then you'll be surrounded by love and companionship. You know, so there's almost kind of this internal external relationship between the two that um, that kind of your your positivity has allowed you to have that positivity in your life. So I think that I think that's the the value of a promise is you commit to it yourself and it just happens to attract those things around you in your life, um, which is great. And I think kind of especially the way that you you touched on positivity and gratitude, I think that's a perfect segue into the one promise that uh, I left out on purpose because it is a larger conversation. And that promise is, I promise I will forgive myself. And it's super powerful. I mean, the first time I heard you say it, it's super powerful. I promise I'll forgive myself. Um, and a lot of us don't have the courage to admit that something needs to be forgiven. And you've done that work to make forgiveness a centerpiece to your mindset. And, you know, kind of there, there is that root of gratitude into forgiveness, which um, I'm sure you'll touch on. But uh, what has forgiveness and kind of that, that thought of forgiveness done for you as you, you know, are, are deciding the environment that you're in these days? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that episode. And that's like people are like, oh, geez, like that's that's a heavy topic for a dude bro guy. Um, and, <laughs> and it is, I suppose. But it's also like for me, it's just a, it's just a, a logical thing to talk about because I, I see myself. Certainly, I see so many people. um they they become indifferent or they just try to distance themselves from you know from any negative emotion pain discomfort regret blame resentment jealousy anything any any neg insert negative adjective here <laughs> right and people and people just want to and people think that a solve for it is uh, distancing themselves from it or becoming indifferent to it and I have found that that just it just never works. It never works. No matter how great you think you are at being like, up, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm cutting that person out of my life because they're toxic, or yeah, I really screwed up with that. Okay, on to the next one. Like, it it might feel like you're doing the right thing, but as humans, we we suck at that. We suck at moving on because we're not. We don't truly move on until we find a way to forgive. And I don't know how to define forgiveness. I think forgiveness is different to every person. Um, I think that's an intensely personal thing. All I know, and the reason I did that episode, is I think there's really something tangible um, about sitting down and literally being like, all right, what, what bothers me right now? What, who is a person that bothers me? What, what was an experience that bothers me? And then to look at it and truly in your heart um, – understand if you've come to peace with it or if you just swept it under the rug. And I, I do that all the time when I feel myself like 
um, anxious or just bothered in general, or, you know, I'm reminded of something from the past or a person or, or something like that. Um, and I really tried to, to ask myself that as frequently as possible is like, did I just move on or did I make peace with that thing? And I find that, you know, if I just moved on, it's, it's actually pretty recognizable that like, um, you know, it could be anything, but, you know, I'm living my life um, and, you know, stuff is happening. BS is being thrown my way. Nothing's going right. Um, and then that thing bubbles up to the surface or, you know, uh, say like a past relationship where I messed up and it fell apart as a result. And then I'm living my life and I'm like, oh, oh, here you go, Case. Like you did it. You blew it. You did that thing. And here you are doing it again. It's like you can come if you would come to peace with that, like it wouldn't bubble up like that and mm -hmm. it wouldn't manifest in the form of blaming yourself even more. Um, so I, I just find this this idea of, you know, and again, there's so much to, to dive into there. You know, what does it mean to make peace with something? What does it mean to, to, um, to come to terms with blame and things like that? And that's different for everyone. But I think there's a, an intentional practice of sitting down and just being real with yourself and asking, like, did I sweep this thing under the rug? Did I sweep this relationship under the rug? Or did I sit down? <laughs> you know, for me, it's like, like a man, like a man. <laughs> like sit down dude and freaking look at this thing in the eye and understand what you're doing with it um and and, and again i'm like <laughs> i said like the podcast like um i i talk a lot of uh, ish to myself like I, I respond really well to like hyping myself up and you know poking jabs at myself and it really motivates me to, to like to man up like case man up like what the what are you doing right now and i respond really well to that not everyone does but like this practice of actually sitting down intentionally and asking yourself did you sweep it under the rug did you make peace with it no why let's do something about it um i find that to be really really great and one of the things that i do I talked about this in another episode. I called it like the ha happiness routine or happiness habit. I forget what I called it. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, the idea is like, you know, you you can distance yourself from emotions. And I think it's really important to do that so that you can get the clarity about that thing and then come back to it. Come back to it and address it. I do this thing where it's like if I'm bothered by something and I'm overthinking something or anxious about something, whenever I'm in the room at that moment, I do this thing where, and I'm like going to leave that room soon. I'll like look at a spot. Like right now I'm at my desk with my mic. I'll look to my right. There's my couch and I'll look at that spot and be like, all right, right there in that spot, I'm going to leave this thing that's annoying me. Let's say right now I'm, I'm anxious about a meeting I have later right, or something like that. I'm going to leave it right there. And then as I leave, I like picture myself, Literally, I picture that spot and I picture myself getting further and further away from that spot uh, intentionally to show that I can literally physically remove myself from from that emotion. Um, and it really does a lot of great things for me to show that I can remove myself from that and then I can get clarity in that moment to, to understand that I can and then I'll come back to it. And when I come back to it, then I do that practice of am I sweeping this thing under the rug or am I coming to peace with it? And that's a been a real game changer for me to realize that you have that much control in your life personally. Um, and it's been a, and it's been a, a really great thing. It opens you up to, to be able to be grateful and all those things uh, that you referenced there. Yeah, no, I'm glad you shared a technique because I mean, even the way that you were speaking about it is like you are processing the emotion, right? And that's one of your ways of processing it and gaining clarity. And like you said, it's either you make peace with it or you move on. But when you move on, it still kind of lingers. So you actually have to put in the work to process it. That's why we talk. That's why we call it processing emotions. And, and that kind of is just so interesting that it, you think, you know, that it is a process because 
that means we have to take action. Like it's not going to go anywhere unless we, you know, decide to take intentional action in that way. And kind of within that process, there's, there, there's also a history to it, you know? So just because you process the emotion doesn't mean it goes away. It means that you've come to terms with it or gain clarity. So it's not like it's gone. And that's kind of where the expression forgiven, but not forgotten kind of comes in, mm -hmm. right? Because if you, you can forgive and you can go through that process, but you haven't forgotten. So there's kind of like a history. And again, that like, that perfectly ties into experience, right? So having not forgotten means that there was experience that you acquired through it. And that's in line with you and kind of what you were talking about earlier. Um, but then also you're reframing it in that light, similar to your promises, right? So you're, refla you're reframing it in that positive light so that you've come to accept it. And now you are kind of grateful for the experience at the end of it. So it's, it's almost like that comes back into a few of the promises that we've mentioned. You know, I promise I won't complain um, because there's a kind of gratitude that's central to not complaining as well. And then the, you know, the promise to see things in a positive light. I think that's, I think that's really interesting how kind of all, so it does just show how your kind of mindset and, you know, I would expect you to have a rock solid mindset because your new mindset who this, but you know, it is really comprehensive. And I think, I think that's a really good point. And I think that that happiness habit is a great way to kind of just show a tangible component of it. And then kind of touching on the end of your grateful practice and kind of how gratitude plays a role in your life because it's huge. I mean, I think, I think gratitude is the fundamental, most important th that and self-awareness are the two fundamental things that you really need to gain clarity on as a, as an individual, but your kind of gratitude practice is not bigger or yeah, grateful, right? So there's kind of those two different contrasts to it. Uh, you mind just talking quickly about what not nah, bigger and yeah, grateful mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a throwback. Yeah. I did that episode a while ago, those episodes a while ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's great. I think I have, I have two, uh, approaches to life, right. And, and pushing myself, it's not bigger. I was like, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to do this. Well, let's take a step back here. Let's make it bigger. Think bigger. I think that's a, that's a pretty, uh, you know, com common way to approach things like why not push yourself to think bigger than whatever it is you have right now, push yourself to 10 X that goal, that objective, um, whatever it is you're doing, it's always good to push yourself beyond what you think is possible to something that you're a little skeptical of. And it's that extra push that I think gives you the the motivation to to, to continue driving forward. So that's my nah, bigger uh, mindset. It's like, yeah, okay, well, what would be bigger than that? What would be more uncomfortable than that? What would be uh, potentially more fulfilling than that? And that's the yeah, bigger. But I think you need to contrast that with uh, with a yeah, uh, grateful mentality. Because if you're always saying, ah, nah, bigger, you're going to drive yourself crazy. You're going to think that you're always falling behind if you're always setting a huge goal and you're, and you're always, it's always kind of eluding you. And then you're looking around and you're seeing everyone else doing great things. And you're like, well, they're hitting their, their nah, bigger goals. And I'm just here. It's going to drive you crazy. So to your point earlier, you need balance, you need contrast. So I have the, the yeah, grateful contrast, which is the Here's what I want. I want a 10 exit. It's got to be big. It's got to be bigger. I want to do great things. And then on the other side, you can be like, yeah, but just so you know, case, internal case, little case, I'm grateful for all these things. And it's, and it's amazing. And it makes me happy. And it makes me fulfilled as I continue to push for this, this objective, this goal. And I think those two mindsets, that's it. Because that encompasses experiences. It pushes you. It encompasses pushing yourself to be uncomfortable and awkward and everything. And then it encompasses gratitude and forgiveness and everything together. It's that contrast of, nah, bigger. This has got to be bigger. And yeah, okay, but I'm also grateful for all these things. And to me, 
that that's it. And it keeps you at this like nice equilibrium. Otherwise, you get offset and it's easy to fall into like a tailspin of being frustrated that you're not at your goal, being frustrated that you're not at this finish line that you've imposed on yourself. It's like you've got to find a way in your life to be happy as you progress towards goals. Otherwise, you're setting these these finish lines or these visions of highlight reels and you think you need those to be happy when in reality you don't if you can have if you can find a way to truly live a uh yeah grateful mindset along the way yeah it's it's almost like a necessary tension you know if you are an ambitious person then of course you're going to be saying not bigger right i mean like that is the definition of ambition is you want more and you want to kind of challenge boundaries and and that the necessary kind of complement to that is yeah grateful because if you just keep on chasing then you're never going to find it um, you have to you have to have that gratitude practice to bring yourself back into the present and give yourself credit. I'm a huge advocate for that is give yourself credit for the things you're already doing. So I, I just I love how you kind of package it into your dude bro guy kind of brand also. It's like, nah, bigger. Yeah, grateful. You know, just like like a yeah, dude bro guy exactly. would. Um, that's not earth shattering to your point. It's like, yeah, that's ambition and gratitude. <laughs> cool, man. Like those, those aren't unique things. Right. But again, from from your angle, right? Because that's what that's what we're talking about is none of this is new. Right. It's just adding your own unique spin and experience to it. And that's what you've done. Absolutely. So I mean, I think I think that's a perfect example to kind of uh, end this on. Um, so so we talked about gratitude here at the end, forgiveness, authenticity, and using experiences as a lesson. Uh, just quickly, are there any other kind of buzzwords or pillars to a rock solid mindset? Or did we cover it? I mean, I, th- I think we covered it well. I think you did. Clearly did your research. So I appreciate you diving into into the portfolio. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to self awareness. Everything you just spoke to is self awareness, right? How well do you know yourself? How well do you know where you get tripped up, where you back off, where you're not grateful, and then you counterpunch those with everything we just referenced. So I think the overarching thing is push yourself to become more self aware. Don't sweep your emotions under the rug. It's about coming back to addressing them and being aware as much as you can. It's a process for sure Mm -hmm. of what is it, who you are, who you're trying to be. And that's a lifelong pursuit, of course. But I think the more you take time to look inside, the more you're going to then push yourself outside to act on it. That's that's so funny. We're on the same page. And I mean, even with the content and experience, like everything that we're doing is like really in alignment. But as I was reading that kind of list of of values there you know forgiveness authenticity experiences gratitude the one thing that was missing was self-awareness i was like oh you know what that actually kind of is bundling you know the rest of those so i had that exact same interpretation so we're, we're totally on the same page i love it right on. Um, right on. cool all right and then so i i have to mention it because i bought one and i'm super excited but can you tell us about your latest project it's a huge endeavor that you've taken to build a, a mindset journal it's called the New Mindset Who Dis Journal. Um, but can you briefly touch on kind of what this creation means to you, and you know what I'm going to get out of it as a as a consumer? Yeah, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, I mean, so I, I don't do sponsors on the podcast or anything like that. Uh, it's never been my jam. I always wanted to find a way to create something on my own that was valuable, and I settled on this journal concept, the New Mindset Who Dis Journal, the New Mindset Journal, um, because I've bought a bunch of journals in my in my life, and none of them really did anything for me to be honest like again maybe I'm, I'm on a spectrum here where I'm just not doing it right but to me they were always focused on making lists and setting goals and trying to be more productive and vision boards and diary like things like oh what did I learn today things like that and I, I just find it wasn't effective for me um, I wanted something that 
was before that, right? I wanted something that pushed me to understand why I would do any of those things. Why would I set this goal? Why would I have a vision for this thing? Why would I be productive towards this effort, right? Why? Like, why am I setting this goal? How how could I possibly set a goal that's right for me if I don't know myself that well, right? So to self-awareness, I wanted to create a journaling experience that was to- focused entirely on self-awareness, aka the idea that if you're not asking yourself the right questions about who you are, who you want to be, what you're doing, you're not going to arrive at the right answers. And I feel like a lot of times we skip that step. We jump right into, oh, I've got to set this goal and that goal. I've got to be productive towards this thing and that thing. I've got to vision this and that. It's like, yes, absolutely, please do that. But let's take a step back and understand why. Are you setting that goal for yourself? If so, why? What is that What is that going to do for you? So I created this journal. It's basically 60 days worth of, of journal uh, of, of prompts and questions and meditations. That's all designed to help you understand who you are so that you can come to more answers in your life. And I released it the other week and it's done really, really incredible. Uh, I'm really excited about it. It's something I, I took like eight months to develop and bring the market. And I'm just I'm just really in love with the process and, and the output. And I think uh, it's I think people are going to get a lot out of it because it's a pretty, pretty unique journaling experience. It's unlike any journal I've ever I've ever gotten. And it's, of course, got my own little spin on it. It's got some quirkiness to it, some cool illustrations and just cleverly minimalistically designed um, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate you bringing it up. It's been a really cool project. Awesome. Yeah. I, I can't wait for it to kind of get in my hands and to go through this process. You know, normally, um, at the end of the podcast, I was like, Oh, what's a big takeaway, you know, kind of what encapsulates the entire conversation. I think we've already touched on it, which is self-awareness, but kind of, as you're mentioning, it's self-awareness through asking yourself the right questions. And my mentor, he's the founder of greatness collective. I've told you about him, Mike Sherbikov, his, his big kind of, um, his credo, I guess, like kind of what he really uh, prioritizes is the quality of our life is reflecting on the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. So it's that mm. same concept. And it sounds like this journal is that vehicle that we can use to kind of ask some of those questions, gain that self-awareness so we understand what we love, what we don't, what we're good at, what we're not, and move forward as best we can in this spinning ball of rock that we call Earth. Case, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. I'm super excited for everything that you have in the future, and I can't wait to work with you in the future also. Thank you, man. I I appreciate you having me on. This is a great chat. It's great to meet another dude who's so aligned mentally, spiritually, uh, and all that. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you. There you have it, Case Kenny. Before diving into the details of the conversation, I want to go back and highlight what Case has managed to accomplish. He's grown his podcast, New Mindset Who Dis, and his email blast, Pursuit, to extremely impressive levels. And as we just heard, he's earned every bit of it. We talked about experience and how Case pushes himself to experience more so that he can identify what he wants, needs, and enjoys, often taking him far outside his comfort zone. We talked about the value of making promises to yourself and how identifying with positivity or other qualities creates more of it in your life. And we talked about forgiveness and the role gratitude plays both in accepting your past and as a contrast to ambition with his nah bigger, yeah grateful mentality. When I linked up with Case, I had the chance to check out his new mindset journal and I am so stoked about it. If anyone is looking to fine-tune their mindset and gain some all-important self-awareness here early in 2020, I highly recommend you grab one. I don't make any money and have no reason in promoting this other than that I believe in the product and case. I bought one, and you can get one too by clicking the link in the description for this episode. 
If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I'd really appreciate if you scrolled down and wrote an honest review of what you thought. Your feedback means way more than you know. Thank you so much for listening, and we're getting back at it on Monday. I'll see you then on Self-Improvement Daily.